This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, sliceonbroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast on Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're a festive if you're on video. I decorated. There you go. That's the only decorating I think I did this year. But anyways, uh, with me in the um, the 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 Christmas festivities are my uh, fellow awesome elves. First of all, from Studio D in Dormont, Pennsylvania, uh, a, a, a town I keep hearing on pro wrestling week to week. I think I sent him a couple weeks ago. John Chichilla joining us. How's it going? You're so you're so you're so, you're so subdued. I think he started doing it already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my my year's winding down. I got like two more days of work left. You're like, it's, oh my. it's just time to kick back and relax. You're like, oh, I just need to breathe. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, also with us from Studio D, uh, the Dutters. Hello. I'm drinking. What do you got there? <laughs> I got a Great Lakes uh, Christmas ale because I forgot how magical these are, and then I'm reminded every Christmas time. It's, it's kind of like the, oh, I do like eggnog realization every year, right? Or, yes. <laughs> or the oh no, I don't like eggnog. <laughs> or uh, that's also true. Candy corn always sneaks up on you too. Uh, and of course, bringing back, bringing back some awesome people. First of all, she is with. Hold on, I, I hope. Wait, no, I almost said like two companies ago for you. <laughs> 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 uh, like she's with Big Big Design. No, that's not correct anymore, is it? <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Um, that's all right. I think it forwards. I hope that domain name forwards. I, I think I hit a time warp in my head at some point with this with this lineup tonight. So uh, you're Shift Collaborative. That's the company. <laughs> that's where I am. That's right. Shift Collaborative. That's it. And I'm Cynthia Klusky. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I'll turn up all the promos. I've had two sips of alcohol tonight, and it's already fantastic on the first of two shows. Um, remember when I used to do four of these on a Tuesday? Oof. But uh, anyway, so how are you doing? I, I think, why don't we start with, are you having a good pandemic was her <laughs> greeting. I am, I'm having a remarkably good pandemic. I, I don't know why I got a different edition than a lot of other people who are just really, as, as we say, blessed, I guess, just really, really lucky. But, but um, you know, seclusion um, suits me. And uh, my cats and I are here. We dec- we decorate, you know, we've got cat shelves that they can run up and down. And I sit at this desk all day and it's fine and, and we do, do need to point out uh for those on audio that that uh, uh you and dutters have uh matching baby yodas yes little grogu in the background there uh, re- always ready to help uh, in case the force is needed absolutely absolutely and back again he joined us on the 10-year anniversary back in the summer Bro- rob de la Creta back with us in the uh, uh greater portland area was it uh that's a that's a phrase you could use yes portland most people would just say portland <laughs> you've been hel- you've been helping with my portland geography since it's been in the news and i, I follow your instagram stories uh, uh, so. yeah, for, 
<laughs> for, re- in the news. for reasons we won't review on this podcast. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, Southeast Portland. Um, the cool part. The cool part. Um, yeah, hi. Hey, me. It's me. I'm hi. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> the original, the OG, if you if you just tuned in like in the last couple of years, uh, we started the podcast with with Rob. Actually, this was my domain. Yeah, actually, no, it's his, I was getting into that. It, actually, it's his show, and I've just been my show. I've just been carrying the flag for 10 years. I, I welcome Rob, welcome back to your show. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like what you've done with the place. <laughs> yeah, we got these lights and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> improvement from what I walked out of. Oh, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Not in the basement anymore uh, with my CRT monitors that you constantly uh, <laughs> gave me oh. crap about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Podcast budget. Uh, but this is the year-end edition. We're going to get into predictions. We're going to get to awesome things of the year, and we're going to see how our predictions did from last year. And, man, I think... Everything missed the mark, you know, because um, how could we predict how this year would have went? But anyways, this is the Awesome Cast. Please check out at awesomecast.com, Rob's domain, uh, and uh, uh, hit us up, awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com. Tweet us at awesomecast and the Awesomecast Facebook page and group, uh, groups where we uh, have a lot, share a lot of stories and have some discussions throughout the week and throw some stories in the show when we have the normal show, of course. And please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app or even ask your Amazon Echo or Google Home Nest. I don't know what they're calling it these days. Uh, or whatever voice device. I don't know. Maybe you'll say it. Ask your toaster if you'll play the awesome cast. Who knows these days, right? Um, and also, we're live every Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on our Facebook Live and the YouTube page and the uh, Sorgashaw Media uh, Twitch page. And now we'll be live with that, of course, um, in the new year. Uh, next week, we do we did pre-record a special social media deep dive with uh, Katie uh, that will be uh, going up in this time slot or in your social media feeds next week. So look out for that, Katie. We had a great discussion, um, like a good like hour. I think we 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 just really kind of dug into the social medias. Oh yeah, it was it was a really. I thought it was a good conversation. It was. It was. It's it, it was a replacement for us having the same conversation at Eaton Park like we normally would every so often. But uh, yeah. so so that can't happen. I miss these you days. Eaton Park. Yes. I miss you inside of Eaton Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having 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 um um double dates on the outside on the porch is not working in uh, Pittsburgh weather. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you to our audio partners, our friends at the405media.com and our friends at postindustrial.com. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Our friends Matt Weller, John DeGore, and John Carmen at the Coffee Club level. level. And our friends Michael Fedor, pghmuseums.org, uh, and Professor Buzzkill Podcast, and Dave Podner uh, at the uh, that fan of, show, fan of the show level. Thank you at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Thank you everybody that's been supporting us. If you like what's going on with the, the show or you're new to it because TikTok is doing something with our video. <laughs> so hello, new people. Uh, please uh, uh, go check that out as well. So let's get into our awesome things of the year this year. Um, you know, while there's a lot going on, I mean, there's still a lot of tech happening um uh, of course and and uh, uh katie I, I guess your awesome thing of the year is pretty obvious <laughs> i've only talked about i think every week since i've gotten it uh it's animal crossing and it's been amazing for me particularly in this whole pandemic and being stuck inside and having limited interaction <laughs> with folks but um yeah uh, 
Animal Crossing to me was both a fun game, a relaxing game, and at points gave me things to look forward to and reasons to do things because um, with my whole cancer journey, uh, it's been a little rough as far as like being able to to really do things. And I, I don't want to say accomplish things, but essentially knock things off a to-do list. And, and this game actually gave me the ability to do that, which I really appreciated and was an unexpected upside of the whole thing. And of course, connecting with my niece and playing with her. Mm-hmm. And really kind of gave you gave you more throughout the year. I mean, you were just giving tips for Snowboys last week. Yeah. And I've appreciated that what they've done and that they've they've been able to give us some updates along the way. And I'm excited about Toy Day, which is only a couple of days on Christmas Eve. And uh, we'll have fun with that. Awesome. Awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Fortnite and everything is still going strong. But, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if anything has been as fevered as this has. Or at least no, I, I don't think so. I, it doesn't seem. I mean, Fortnite. I don't know. This was this was more of a, a commitment almost than <laughs> Fortnite, but in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like, I have friends who are just starting into it uh, recently, and then friends who are getting it for Christmas. So I'll have new friends in new islands to visit, and having them get started, and them asking me like, "How do I get into this game? What do I need to do?" And it's like, "Oh, geez, this is this. There's a laundry list. Let me help you." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Rob, what's your awesome thing? Um, so similarly themed because the pandemic is everywhere uh, and spending a lot of time at home and all that good stuff. I finally bought an electronic drum set and that's, that's been my, my, one of my many, but, but a pretty awesome thing of the year. So I, um, I've been playing drums since the third grade and I kind of stopped for a while because drums are loud and obnoxious. And for the longest time, uh, electronic drum sets were exorbitantly expensive or complete garbage. Uh, and in the last few years, that gap has narrowed to the point where you can pick up a, uh, what is that? A five piece drum set. Uh, that is perfect and fine and wonderful and can be used as a MIDI controller and does a whole bunch of stuff you wouldn't expect for the low price of $380. You get it shipped to your door, which is uh, bananas. And as a result, I went from not having played the drums in almost a decade to playing every day. Nice. So and, and, and you don't, and don't bother about because the big thing with this is like you can wear headphones and you're not getting all the loud noise, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, and you can. Uh, it's 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 better for learning in a lot of ways because you're not you don't have to hear the music over your own playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have to isolate yourself. You can like it has audio in and audio out. You can do auxiliary input. Um, there are services like Drumio that are uh, like web based training for playing the drums and that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, all of this has come an extremely long way. Uh, and it was wonderful to just like hop right back in and realize how accessible it has become. And it has been uh, a nice, completely, uh, not completely non-technological, but like unplugged from my normal stuff. Awesome. What, what's the set that you have? I have the Alesis uh, Nitro Mesh. Oh, it's the first one that comes up in uh, in search. Yeah. Perfect. It's the one I'm showing. <laughs> yes. It's over on uh, Guitar Center, looks like it has it. Yeah. It's, it's also, that's one of the like the rare things where like the one everybody gets is the one you should get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 
um, versus I think I think everybody gets like the wrong one for post podcast microphones, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they googled it and they bought the first thing that was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of us started on Behringer, but we we upgraded eventually. We got some shore mics now, uh, so. <laughs> um that's awesome so the i i so the closest thing i have to this and still sitting in my dining room is my guitar hero uh drum set. <laughs> if you've ever if you've ever uh like walked into a room where somebody was playing um uh guitar hero the guitar hero drum set uh with headphones on mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like in my house if i'm playing the drums you just sometimes you just hear a lot of just tapping from it's the tapping. other room right it's not like uh you know, I I remember growing up like the friends had drum sets and you'd hear from like a block away. Like, oh, it's yeah. amazing how much the sound travels. There's there's there was a guy. I don't think he lives there anymore. He had rented a house like uh, five or six blocks away, mm-hmm. and he had a drum set in his garage. And his garage faced this way, and I could hear it in my backyard. This is weird. I swear, somebody in my neighborhood has a saxophone. <laughs> or is it? Are you sure? Is it a saxophone or is it a trumpet? They play taps every it's night at sundown. It's not, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. But, but of course, like, okay. like you guys, of course, know my neighborhood. It's like a bowl where I'm at, and I'm like on the one side of it, and then like it's up here. Like I can see like up here with the light and the tracks and everything. So if there's any music, if somebody's having a party, like you know it because it just echoes through the entire like the span of of like six blocks in in this in this, this bowl that forms in the side of the hill. Uh, but yeah. So thankfully it's not it's like a mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's like a natural version of that that effect that you have at like um like the um the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco mm-hmm. where you stand at one side of the dome and you whisper and the person at the other side can hear it. So you've got your own little natural one. I could probably yell at somebody I could probably yell at and they would hear me, somebody standing up here at the light in Beachview from my house three blocks away because it would carry straight over i think i think i've not tested this this is not scientific uh <laughs> so we have to try that sometime um when we all can go outside or i just yell at people randomly and be like why is this guy yelling at me from three blocks away like hey it's been a long couple of months uh <laughs> so awesome so electronic dr- drum set and oh i should open that up again so i can click grab that link but anyways uh chilla what's your awesome thing my awesome thing is TikTok. It has definitely helped me pass the time. Mm-hmm. And I just keep finding it's like to me visual Twitter. Like I just sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll and watch and watch and watch. Um and the algorithm's nice and I really like odd hashtags in there like tool porn uh, is a good one what? if you like tools. Oh, tool porn. Tool. I thought you said pool porn. I they have you... all kinds of tricks for power tools. Okay, I thought you were saying um, pool porn, and I'm like, no. like, like <laughs> swimming pools, tool, like, a like like bar pool, no. <laughs> swimming. No, in in the swimming pool. No tool. <laughs> they, have, they have all kinds of neat tricks you can do with power tools. Um, I'm into the woodworking videos. Oh um, it's just, this. it's just a lot of fun. If you look at tool porn and you look at the guy where he puts the key in the power drill to screw in the hook, it's a pretty neat, nifty that's little trick. Yeah. Is that like the first one that's up here? <laughs> I, it was probably, it, I think it was down. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Cool. No, it's the first one that pops up. <laughs> the first one that pops up. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and yeah, the, the hook screws in. Okay. I mm-hmm. got you. There you go. That's what that, uh, there's some, go ahead. 
some good woodworking ones, um, PC builds that are always interesting and impressive. Um, there's I, It led me down a whole path of wallpaper IO on Steam. Um, so I invested, I think, a whole, what, $3.99 on that to play around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just been It's just been a way to pass the time, find a bunch of stuff that I'm interested in, and then kind of lead me down a different path to tinkering mm-hmm. around the house. This is something we kind of deep dive, um, uh, Katie and I, next week. But but you know, you were talking about like a- anybody's on here, any interest is in there. Like you know, I, I wouldn't imagine t- tools, right? Because uh, yeah, you know, we talk about like you get on there. If you know, the first thing you see on TikTok is like you know, like some teenagers twerking, and you're like, I shouldn't be here. Um, but if you keep going with it, you'll find stuff like this. I guess. Um, I, I mean, it's different for the new user experience by now. But I mean, you know, like six months ago when you did it before everybody everybody was on it um that seemed to be the case there's a whole thing if you're into using is it i don't know how it's pronounced cricket like the paper cutting wood cutting cry tool cry cut cry cut there's a whole cry cut segment um there's a there's a lot of good ones what's the one that was odd is it i can't remember hold on I just I just pulled up a crycut machine just to see what the heck this thing is. So it's like you, um, you, your wife has one, doesn't she? Missy has one. Oh, it's one of those things. Okay, it's one of those things. <laughs> oh, it's, I still can't describe it. <laughs> the crycut is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> she was making Christmas. No, she's making wedding invitations with it one time. Oh, sure. Like with the with the ornamentals and everything. So yeah. Yeah, and trying to mimic something they found online. I was like, okay. Um, I was like, your project, not mine. Uh, so, uh, okay. There's, there's a whole weird, and I wouldn't recommend recommend doing this on the show, but there's a whole weird subculture around accountants. Um, <laughs> don't, don't tell me what I shouldn't search while live on the show. Yeah, like if you look up accountant, like hashtag accountant. What the hell? <laughs> This, I didn't realize like this was a whole like like it's a bunch of ladies hoarding money. It, I'm loving all of this. It, I'm loving right, this whole but, conversation. So did you did you know about the whole accountant thing? Well, I stumbled oh, I into did. it. Oh, no, you did. No, I just I I just searched for it and I'm just like, what? How did what? So how did that originate? I don't know. Um, well, well, someone had started. So sex workers um are not you know there there's a lot of obviously mm-hmm. stigma around it, especially on social media platforms and. Um, that they would came apart as like kind of a joke where somebody had asked, you know, what do you do for a living? And they're a sex worker, and they're like, I'm an accountant. I mm-hmm. do the things accountants do, and there's a whole sound that goes along with it. So it's a lot of um, of folks were able to use that to, you know, and poke fun at the whole thing. And you know, they're doing their talking about their actual jobs, but they're like, I'm an accountant. I do things accountants do. I work in a and, place and accountants work. No one, no one asks questions to accountants like when you say you're mm-hmm. an accountant no one asks you like what's that like this is uh, tell me this, more this is similar to some other podcasty people that we know uh who when people ask them what they do and they're professional podcasters but you don't want to explain what being a professional podcaster is and you say that you're a ceramicist because nobody asks any questions if you say <laughs> you're a ceramicist <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just learned, and now that's in my well, that's in my algorithm. Now, now. in your algorithm. Yep, I'm going to get a lot of accountant videos, if you will. <sighs> okay, uh, so, Cynthia, what's your awesome thing? 
Uh, well, yeah. Please transition from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually had two, two awesome things. The first one is um, a white 100 foot cat five cable that has made my work from home experience bearable. Uh, Cause Wi-Fi is not great. If you spend your entire day on zoom, oh, um, yes. which I do. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so just, um, so my, I'm in this spare bedroom in my apartment. Um, my modem is in a whole other room and the Wi-Fi was uh, just not hacking it. And this changed my life, changed my life. So hi, that was, that's probably the most awesome thing I had all year. But the second most awesome thing, which I have not yet experienced, but I look forward to as a 2021 uh, best thing of the year is the COVID vaccine, mm -hmm. which I think is an amazing piece of technology. And the way they discovered it is astonishing. And the, all the different vaccines working in different ways. I mean, I just, we live in amazing times that they could create these things. I, I don't know if it's it's birth, both of them or, or, or just one, but isn't one of them, like whatever process they used, somebody wrote a paper on years ago and everybody dismissed and basically threw, threw away, cast aside, and they like brushed this thing off for this process. And it was like wildly successful. I don't know that 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 detail about it. So that that could very well be true. That sounds like a thing very true. Uh, what I do know is that they didn't have to create it in the way that they, the way that they've done before, but because they knew some things about the particular proteins. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, the, the reasons why this is such a terrible, um, you know, uh, virus that we're facing. And so it makes a lot of sense to me, though, that they would have discovered it years ago in some obscure paper was documenting that. So that makes perfect sense. But yeah. the, you know, I, I think I'm, it's a, it's a, it's technology. It's the most amazing technology that we've had all year. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it really is astonishing that they have something in that, you know, that quick, um, you know, and, and even just little bits of stuff like, like, you know, working on the, the SARS outbreak that I think happened in the two thousands. Cause I, there's, this is, it's mostly a variant of that, I think. Right. Um, well, it works a similar way as from, yeah, from what I yeah. understand. So, um, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's amazing that, I mean, we could, we could have been on this for like, you know, three years dealing with this without any kind of this, anything like this in, in sight. So, um, but no, that's, that's, that's awesome. So cat five and COVID vaccine. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also had TikTok on my list before, but, um, you know, I, I thought that John was going to explain it better. So than I could ever could. So to me, TikTok is also an amazing, you know, new art form that mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. can't even envision how they work in. So I just, it's a blessing to. Absolutely. Uh, well, mine is again, something I talk about pretty regularly on the show is st streaming video games. Um, I, I, of course I, I've been experimenting for months with uh, uh, Microsoft's X cloud, which is supposed to be coming to the I, I, iOS and, 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 uh, PCs themselves coming up here in the spring, uh, Google Stadia and uh, NVIDIA GeForce Now, uh, which allows me to use a lot of my Steam games in the cloud and on my phone. Um, Stadia and NVIDIA both on, on, on rolled out um, at least their betas of the web-based iOS versions, so I can play them all on my little iPhone 8 here. Little, big, it's a plus. Um, and, uh, and, and even Luna, Amazon's Luna, which... I don't know. It exists. Uh, if you like Ubisoft games, I guess. Um, uh, experiment with that a little bit. It, it, it's really solid now. And I think part of that has been um, something that's going to help them is going to be uh, this cyberpunk situation that's happened. <laughs> um, if you don't know, I, again, it's the new. it's been the news the last, I don't know, four days at least here. 
Um, but the cyberpunk game that was supposed to be like the game of the year just completely crashed and burned on most console systems. PC seems to be all right, but to have something as good as that new Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, if you can get your hands on it, you got to have a pretty hefty machine. And then, uh, but, uh, you know, one podcast I listened to has been playing their, their cyberpunk in full quality on their MacBook Air, I think. Um, in, uh, through Google Stadia in a browser. And now, again, that's accessible on your tablet, that's accessible on your phone. You know, it's really nice. I played like three hours of this game called Control um, I, when I talked about uh, testing out Amazon Luna a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago. Um, I played for like three hours on my iPad. <laughs> you know, you just hook up a controller and you're good to go. Um, and, and again, the Xbox, PlayStation controllers are all Bluetooth compatible with iOS since uh last year's update i think it was um so i i think especially as we're having these shortages um i i think a lot of people that don't want to drop 500 bucks on the newest thing everybody has a screen you're going to tell me i can log into a browser bandwidth obviously is going to be a problem for a lot of people but uh for those that i mean that have you know comcast is 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 you know pushing you for you know, 100, 200 gigabytes, whatever, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to have access to do something like this, especially in the cities. What's that going to do to the business model for these, you know, these companies with all the consoles? Do we need consoles? Well, Microsoft, is, mm-hmm. that's the point. Microsoft itself is pushing xCloud. It runs on Azure. So mm-hmm. you buy a game or you subscribe to their Game Pass and, and it's like how you get an app on your iPhone and it's on you know, iPad, Apple TV, Mac across the board, if it's the right app, it's going to work the same way for the games. You know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they introduced new concepts, smart delivery. Uh, it's going to sound familiar. Hey, we'll just give you the version for your old Xbox 360. Or when you have your new one, you'll get all the, the bits for that new 4K version. Or you stream the Android version. You know, they, they call it an Android version since uh, uh, it already streams now on Android only. Uh, still in an open beta. But uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, eventually it's going to be, you know, hey, this looks better coming off of their big server than it is, you know, you know, good enough for me versus like getting the new one or the load times are better, which I know, Chilla, that's one thing you've been eyeballing on the Xbox is those load times. And I've been noticing the load time crunch on the games I've been playing on the Xbox (laughs) versus like loading up the same games on Stadia like Destiny. Right. So um, it's uh, it, it, I think that's going to be the thing. I, I think I think it, you know, that's a partial prediction, but I think it's going to it's going to pick up steam here in the next year. Um, and in Microsoft seems ready for it and everybody else is kind of getting their position ready for it. So, so. yeah, I mean, this is this feels like something that's been a long time, a long time coming, even as someone who has like uh, always worked in technology. Um, but I'm not I'm not a huge gamer. I tried out Amazon Luna because mm-hmm. I got like the beta invite and thought I'd like give it a shot. And so I used it for a week and canceled it. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the console hardware it's, itself has always been a loss leader in, in a lot of cases, it costs them an exceptional amount of money for every one of those that actually leaves the shelf. They don't make money on the console itself. They make the money on the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are a game developer, this is fine. Even if you're Microsoft, this is fine because as long as you keep pushing the platform, as long as you are following the trend and the trend for years has been, what if we didn't have to like come out with a new box every Christmas? What if we 
could have more control over the ecosystem. And so we, with everything that's like tangentially related to this stuff with like app store development and remote deployment stuff, it all comes together to mean that you can now, you can release a game faster you can iterate on a game faster, which means you can also put out a half-baked game faster, unfortunately. Um, yeah. It also means if you release that uh, half-baked game, all of your users are connected. You can fix it iteratively as well. Um, so, like, devil's in the details, but uh, the writing is on the wall to just throw two phrases right next to each other. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice quote salad you just did there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, I, and I think that's going to lower the um, lower the access. I mean, I conversations I've had over the last couple of uh, 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 days has been like, oh, like Among Us. We're like, oh wait, we can all play Among Us, and then it's like the question then became, what platform are you on? Versus, right. um, yeah. I saw Uno was on sale on Stadia, and somebody's been like, hey, we should get Uno. I'm watching this feed. These wrestlers are having a lot of fun with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we will. But it's been like, you know, 10, 15 bucks for Uno. Seriously. Uh, so um, and it was like, oh, no, I'm on Switch. I'm on PlayStation. And it was like, well, if I, it was like, well, I can get on PC. And I'm like, well, is it going to work with Steam if I have it on the other platform over here on Stadia? You're like that becomes a thing, too. So and those walls seem to be breaking down because more and more games seem to be cross platform. So um but uh you know i think i think uh, yeah all those are breaking down and there's just providers at this point or will be eventually right so uh and then you also run up against like to cross-reference more things you run up against the apple problem where you have games that are developed for and by on that platform and they work really really well and then when you try to make them cross-platform it doesn't work as well but you need to make it cross-platform to appeal to all of your users so you can all play with each other well and then also you've broken down the one big story of the year with Fortnite um being taken off because they uh, uh violated and wanted to um kind of throw it in the face of apple their rules uh you can play Fortnite now on your nvidia uh geforce now um, so it is back on iOS, uh, and uh, as long as you have unlimited bandwidth, you can play it anywhere. By the way, the streaming works really well. It actually works. Okay, thir- again, I have a similar um, uh, uh, issue with, as Cindy. I've, I've I put out on the show. I my I put my modem in the basement since that's where we needed it before, and now I don't need it in there anymore. So I go up on the second floor, and I can't play the streaming games as well because it's too far away. But if I click it over to LTE plays just fine hmm. and i don't have full bars of lte in my house i have like you know i'm down a bar or two and it i, I the games are absolutely playable so, <laughs> so um you know when we're mobile and stuff it was it was really cool to like have the console with you you know so but yeah that's awesome i mean you're then your only challenge is any data cap things you've got on oh your, absolutely or, yeah. but then hey then they'll so they'll, they'll they'll take care of that. They'll sell you that data cap. And that's the other thing. If you have Comcast, I know they're going to up the data caps. And I think this takes a pretty good chunk. And as you get, like, if you want to do 4K Stadia on your on your uh, Chromecast Ultra, like, it's going to be even more data, right? But we're going to be doing video the same way, too, eventually. So the, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Isn't this the conversation we had when everything went HD like 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh man, my AT and T is never gonna. I want to. I want to watch like two movies and hit my data cap. Here we are again, right? But maybe not that bad, but still. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know who's not gonna hit us with a data cap? 
pepperoni mm. cap. I oh. nope nope that's mm. falling apart. Uh, our friends at Slice on Broadway supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Nope, no pepperoni cap on your pizza. Okay, maybe let's charge you extra for. This is a bad analogy. Anyways, they're in Beachview, Carnegie, in the East End. Uh, go check them out, supporting us uh, uh, on this podcast for a while now. Um, you know, back when we can have people in the studio and, and feed them. But now everybody is scattered to the digital winds. It'll happen again one day. We'll have a big pizza party to, to catch up on all the times that we missed. Uh, so go check out our friend Slice on Broadway uh, here in the Pittsburgh area. Sorry, Rob. Fine. <laughs> we have we have somebody from Seattle that's always in our chat room on the Mayhem show, and they're like, "Not impressed till it's out here." It's like, "Well, we're working on it." <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we we keep pitching them. We keep pitching them. You're like, "Hey, throw throw it out there." Anyways, what are we doing next? Oh yeah, predictions from last year. Let's have fun with this. And unfortunately, well, Crappy's in the chat room, and Carmen's not here uh, to defend themselves. So we'll start with them. Uh, John Carmen uh, says Jeff Bezos will recruit more porch pirates to help sell ring doorbells. I think this is in reference to um, Chilla's incident last Christmas when uh, when somebody stole a, t- a TV directly from his porch in broad daylight. I, I don't know. I haven't. Heard, I haven't. I haven't seen much more of this, Chilla. It's safe in your neighborhood, right? Is he muted? Yeah, it's been. It's been. It has been safe, and I. You know, I've. I've seen a couple people. Um. I've seen a couple people post on it uh, about it. Maybe people are afraid of catching the COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't seen it nearly as much this year as I heard about it last year. Um, but last year was maybe I just heard about it because it happened to me. So I was talking to people about it and then there was, it was more like, I didn't see any news articles about it. Um, it seemed to be like a topic, like on local news channels. Maybe I don't watch the news enough. I don't know. I kind of wonder if, um, if it was more of a topic last year because there was, feel like there was uh, a handful of cheaper cameras like Pi's cameras and stuff like that coming out so you had more video of it to get more like headline content mm. um, I know at least at least out here like it's rampant it's a totally normal thing but it, it's so normal that like the news doesn't talk about it they, they don't care they have other things to talk about um, and all the discussion happens within the ring app which is a whole other rat hole uh chachi who 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 does have he doesn't have a ring he has a more um i think it was a more robust video cam system actually um if he's got the same one that i remember him showing me um he, it says that he's he's had no porch issues and he's in a neighborhood where he completely expects it probably so or, or i'm wondering too is everyone a little more hesitant to do something this year because they think people everybody's, everyone's home everybody's aware yeah well, well yeah it's one thing everybody's home so so your chances of catching them at work you know, becomes a little bit of an issue, but, but also is it, you know, is the awareness finally there? And they're like, Oh, most people have these cameras, you know, I think it's because people are putting glitter in their packages. Nobody oh, wants a glitter bomb. The glitter <laughs> bomb. <laughs> Man, it, it, that's, I keep getting the glitter bomb. TikTok keeps coming up on my, <laughs> on my feed. So here's a super awesome glitter bomb. It's like, 
Um, it's oh, between wait. the glitter bomb hey. and this, like the squirrel, you know, deterrent bird feeders. Like those are the that's, those are the thing. That's the thumbnail I keep saying seeing Rob. <laughs> that's the one. It's an amazing video. I've actually it's never done. watched this video, but it, it you need to watch this video. It, it pops is incredible. up on everything. Oh no, he's glitter bombed. Oh boy, glitter that is available. That is severe. It, 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 there's like four phones. Involved and some other things. It's a truly wonderful thing. Wow! <laughs> so this is Glitter Bomb 3.0 versus Porch Pirates at uh, Mark, Mark Rober. That's a, that's a name I think I've seen him do some other videos on this show too. Okay, we're gonna have to watch that a little bit later. I'll capture that one for the for the doc for later for no particular reason. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Let me uh let's see what else we got here and uh I put a feeler out so we'll skip somebody for the moment. Uh Cynthia. Play- I don't remember what my why, why I predicted this. PlayStation I- and Xbox console launches will be duds, she says. That's what I said. Depends- I don't know. Is that what happened? <laughs> it depends on your definition, doesn't it? Cyberpunk didn't go well. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and and in a way, I mean, if you sell out all of the things so that you can't make more, I mean, apparently, according to Rob, Rob who I, who I tr- truly believe, if you're going to lose money on every console that you sell, then I would, I were me, I would want to run out of selling them. I would want to not sell them. <laughs> just be, just be talked about. No so, um, <laughs> all right, I'll sell them to you, but I'm only selling you five. So, um, that's kind. Of, that's kind of what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's actually one of these sort of like, you know, I don't know what's the what's the business um, corollary to a deep state. Like maybe this is their <laughs> se- secrets, you know, strategy behind the scenes. I don't know. Well, well, and 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 like you know, they had multiple versions, and there was a more expensive version. PlayStation, I think, is the most or is the hardest to find. Um, I, I work with so I work with somebody on a Twitter account, and I I noticed I was getting notifications, and I realized that they used their 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 promotion Twitter account to start getting updates for PlayStation Five availability. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. I'm like, what's happening now? This isn't what this account's about or for. And I was like, oh no, you're doing the okay, okay. So <laughs> like, why? so I kept turning these notifications off on Twitter accounts that were spamming me. I'm like, what's happening? Um, no, I, I think. It, they they had a shortage like most electronics like they it was a lot of high end hardware and the supply chain's been I, it's it's better than it was in March but the supply chain's still strained right Rob it is still extremely strained and now we're seeing um, there was there's been like this this kind of fascinating economic hump and and repeating hump where it's people being afraid about there being a shortage therefore changing their plans versus people who had a big enough warehouse to see something coming and buy enough ahead of time. Mm -hmm. They do that. It affects this person over here. So then they can't get what they need. And so like, it's going to be years before we stop feeling the effects of. of, It's like toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Where like, like nothing bad is currently happening. I'm not saying this is now, this is hypothetical future. Nothing bad is currently happening. And for some reason, you know, you can't buy toothbrushes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And like a super fantastic example is uh, we are still feeling the effects of the uh, recession of 2008 because there's a Christmas tree shortage because it takes about 10 to 12 years 
to grow a Christmas tree. And in 2008, it was the wrong year to be in the Christmas tree business. Well, they just had a Planet Money uh, episode on this, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah, that was a really good episode. It was so interesting about the Christmas trees. Highly recommended. Yeah, last year, because we are, all of your Christmas trees come from here, by the way. (laughs) No, they don't. Um, They come from here. They come from Pennsylvania. There's actually, uh, there are many, uh, many farms directly outside of Pittsburgh were started using trees from Oregon, which is also a farm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool to know. Uh, I know uh, my, my wife's family has, like, they ended up moving down the road from the original Christmas tree farm that created the Christmas tree farm that they used to buy Christmas trees from as a kid um, in Ohio. It's weird. Um, but we went to buy a tree last year and we, and they didn't have any at like the local nursery and uh and they're like yeah it's a crazy thing we're feeling the 10 wave effect of um all the farmers sold all their goods in 2008 like they needed to get out because it was the wrong business to be in mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see i mean i'm curious to see what other businesses we're going to see that effect because there's a lot yes. of businesses that are the bad business to be in right now with what's going on and yes. uh they'll, they'll i mean restaurants to start with uh so you know be interesting to see what happens to uh, close another loop real quick, the rumor from Bloomberg is that the PlayStation 5 costs $450 to produce. And they're selling it for five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, they made good on that. It's usually like, hey, we're going to lose 20 bucks on every one of these. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I remember with the, not the last Xbox, the one before the last Xbox, they lost like 50 to $75 a unit. You're talking like 360 or like, because I don't know, there's been so many Xbox ones at this point. <laughs> that's the other thing that's happening. So, was it, so back on the Christmas tree, is there a reason why there's a shortage of Christmas tree lights this year? On the lights? Because we didn't, we didn't grow enough like lights 10 not, years ago. We didn't grow enough lights. But there's, <laughs> they're, they're not easy to find, like strands of decent lights. Like it's huh. all, at least around here, it's all garbage. Unless everyone's going online and they're just street lights. What's that? I just I just googled it and lots of headlines about it, so you're not the only one. Wow, huh. weird. And now it's, the one it's, I was talking to someone and they said that stores have to put in their orders in January. Yeah, um, that that would make sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, it, and if they didn't think that there was going to be a need for as many this year, like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I still can't find the Christmas tree lights I wanted, so I just went went with the old stuff we have around the house, and I'll just wait it out. Hmm. Well, this is not as hard as waiting out the toilet paper shortage. Uh, Dutters, <laughs> uh, you know how to use the shelves? <laughs> three shelves. We're three the, shelves. This is how the three shelves happen. We ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Katie, your, your prediction was not about toilet paper. Um, no. It was Zuckerberg sells Facebook. She's like, F this noise. He's like, oh, F this noise. Um, <laughs> and no, it, but he just buried himself further in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It, and it got worse, really. It didn't. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah. Like, like they're under more fire than they ever have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about this too much because somebody has a prediction that involves. Okay, Facebook. okay, okay. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't scan those yet. So, um, Chilla, PC sales will plummet. 
COVID definitely took took that and made it wrong. Oh yeah, because everybody <laughs> needed them. You can't get a Chromebook. You can't get. You, I mean, if you would have called Intel, would have gotten screwed this year. Well, yeah, and I think I may be I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure our school district is still constrained on really? Chromebooks. Hmm. Like they're they're kind of don't please don't take one if you don't need it, or don't ask for one if you don't need it. Okay. Even on the Chromebook side, I mean, I know. Um, I would say the supply chain's starting to loosen up, obviously, but it was it was tight there for quite some time. And we actually, I know, I know many companies that just stopped deploying because it was too hard to deploy mm-hmm. remote. Hmm. Yeah, and plus the shortages on top of that, right? For for that supply chain that we talked about, probably probably contributed. So, yeah. Well, my prediction was a continued growth of alternative shopping methods. Not entirely wrong. Displacing or moving workers, i.e., Amazon Go, self check, uh, um, out, uh, pushing employees for pickups and grocery delivery, etc. Well, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know myself. I'm I'm doing nothing but Instacart, and I I figure all of that stuff. But yeah, they had a big push between Amazon delivery drivers, um, Walmart delivery, and Instacart drivers. Postmates got bought by Uber. Uber swapped everything out for Uber Eats. Of course, it's all because of what happened, and we just thought this would happen naturally. Uh, so, look at me leaning into a p- pandemic there. You saw this coming. You know what I love, and maybe I even should have said this was my awesome thing of the year, is the scan and go thing at the grocery store where you can go in with your cart, but you got your little scanner and you, uh, scan and you scan all the things as you put them in your cart and in your own bag, if you like, and yeah. then get to the special register, you pay, you're gone, you're not waiting for anything. It is the best thing in the world. Where is this? I only know about this at Sheets. Oh, it's at Market District. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, you know what? I didn't like. I, I didn't like going to Market District when I did like being around people. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so you pay for it. It's obviously ridiculously yeah. much more expensive than everything else. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I was like, oh, this is too much grocery store for me. <laughs> but um, but it was like I mean, just like a a, a, a Whole Foods is right. Um, it's like no, this is this is too much. This is a different level. I'm not ready for this. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so you scan it and, and like what, what happens at the register? Does it just check it? Does it check the weight or something like those? those... Well, so you arrive at the store, um, you take your, you know, your, your dining, your, your buyer card, you know, your advantage card or whatever, and you scan it. So it knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And then um, it says, okay, take this little scanner device, which looks just like the ones at the register kind of uh, with a more detailed screen probably. And then as you go around, like in the produce section, you put all your stuff in the cart and then you go to a special little scale, you weigh it, you tell it who you are. And it just yeah. basically is keeping track of all the things you picked up in the store because you scan them. And then you scan the UPC codes. We all know how to do that. You put them in your cart and then you arrive at a, a, a to go check out. You get to go to a checkout that nobody else is at at all. Nobody at all. And you walk up to it. You, you point your little gun at the thing and it says, oh, okay, that's you, Cynthia. You've... This is all the stuff that you said you put in your cart. Uh, this is what it's going to cost you. Please pay. And you pay. And you leap. And it's great. I, w- I was surprised at Costco. Have you seen where they like 
you don't use the gun, but they like pre-check you out before you get up to the cash register. How do they do that? Is it like Amazon Go? This, no. So what it is so like while you're waiting in line and they're like the so the person at the cash register is obviously checking out. There's like one or two people, depending on this the length of each line, that they scan your um your membership card. They scan your membership card, then they scan every barcode in your cart, and then they hand you, or then they, you just move up. And as soon as you get up to the cash register, all they do is scan the, the barcode on your membership card, and then everything comes into the cash register. So, like, instead of having to be like the person at like the the the, the conveyor belt to actually check you out. And, and swipe things up there. They're actually doing it remote and there's multiple people in each line. Terribly smart because the big capital expense is that register is that belt. And mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. much easier just to have, you know, you can scale up and down the people doing the scanning Yeah, and that's, and you can distribute them. You can spread them six feet out. That's, that's awesome. It's, well, so it's like that, but you have the fear of theft with the giant Eagle version. Right. Mm-hmm. But so I experienced not this week, but last week when I went and did this, um, I went to check out and then they said, okay, hang on a second. And somebody had to come over and like, you know, I, my cart and make sure that I was not stealing things. Now this time I had for the first time, like put a thing in my cart and then I took it out and got a d- different thing and, you know, did all that. So they, I don't know whether I acted suspicious. Also, I had like pate and things in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting every Thanksgiving, but but so I think at Costco, they would be more concerned about theft. So they'd rather have like an official person doing the scanning. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. is my theorizing. It's my theorizing. All right. You, you, the margins might also be smaller. One last prediction from last year. Uh, and, and I think I saw a crappy in the chat room hanging out. So he, maybe he can defend himself in there. Uh, we are not ready for a secure presidential election. Uh, well, we did it. Uh, so. <laughs> I, think was, I think he was right at the time, you, but I think that they a lot of people worked super hard this year to oh, yeah. make that prediction be wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of and uh, the official word is that you know there was no real signs of any real b- b- breaches uh, in the in the voting machines. I know that's disputed, but you know that's it from the sources that seem to matter. Uh, it seems like it was it was right on for that. You know, not that they're all perfect, but um, uh, so, but but you know, yeah, no, I I saw a lot of stories about like everything that they did ramp this up since this was a going to be heated, going to be all already questioned, you know, kind of thing. So, um, wait, wait to whip them in shape, crappy. Uh, so, all right, let's get into our predictions for 2021. I'm sure these will go just fine because nothing big will happen in 2021. This was the the once in the the decade weird year, right? Once in a century weird weird year, I guess. Um so, oh, who wants to go first? Katie since you kind of uh uh teased yours <laughs> before or was it somebody else's? No, I didn't even tease mine. I I teased Was uh, it even yours? Cynthia's. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then, then let's go with hers then. Oh, I see it. So yeah. So my, um, you know, I'm watching Facebook very carefully. A big part of my business, you know, my, I have people don't know, I have a, basically an ad agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of advertising on all the digital platforms. Um, so we've been watching Facebook pretty c- closely. Um, 
personally, I've been using it less. Uh, just, I just don't, don't need that in my life anymore, but, but my clients do, um, cause it's so great at targeting, um, people because it knows so much about them. Um, but as a result there, you know, there's a antitrust, um, things that the federal government has brought against them. A lot of different, um, sort of grassroots campaigns have been, you know, conducting different boycotts. Um, and people are starting to think a little bit about privacy, maybe kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like Facebook's going to be like, nope, we're going to do what we're doing. They're going to double down. They're not going to change a thing. If anything, they may try and acquire somebody else. You know, they're just going to try and keep getting bigger and bigger. So my guess is that um, um, Mark Zuckerberg and, and company will continue to push really hard. My, my, I do think that it's very possible that in a couple of years, they, that the antitrust stuff will, will come home to roost and they will get split up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope that happens, actually. Okay. Chilla, let's go with your prediction. It looks like I, we're, I know we're at your heart out here um, uh, right on the line. So let's get, let's get yours out of the way. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. So, sorry. so I think, I think we're never, we're not going to ever return fully back to work, especially in the, the tech or semi tech sector. I think mm-hmm. regardless of, I, I think people have figured out that corporations have figured out that they can, save money. They don't need floor space. Um, I don't think that that's the same for restaurants and whatnot, but, um, or, or some brick and mortar stores. But I think you will see the YouTube generation start to shift into the workforce based on their ability to collaborate virtually, as well as how to just present without being in front of someone. Mm -hmm. I think that's a skill um, that it will be interesting because generationally, you can't just say, hey, everyone has to learn this. You typically in large, in large companies, but it will be a skill that is sought after and will move people up in companies. Mm-hmm. Um, on, the, on a side note, not to be doom and gloomy, I think cyber warfare and criminal activity will become mainstream media and headline news over and over again as COVID has forced us to shift to be more reliant on cloud and, and cloud-based tech because, because um, hardware um, was not readily available and was not easy to ship and provision and everything with people at home, a lot of companies went all in on cloud. And I think the news in the media um, with solar winds in the last week is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I think it's just starting. Absolutely. Uh, Rob, but this is very interesting. Hello. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, if you follow me on the gram, uh, I work on cars and bikes and stuff. Um, I find my, my respite from the horrors of technology by working on old grimy things that run on dead dinosaurs, even though that's, that's not true. Um, <laughs> And uh, I am staring down the barrel of the progress of time in that these old gas-powered cars aren't going to be around forever. Uh, and it's not something my dad had to worry about as a gearhead. Um, but I, I, it's, it's absolutely a reality in that, in that we're seeing more legislation come down that uh, producing get, uh, uh, petroleum-fueled vehicles is not an option uh, anymore, and that legislation is coming down saying that you can't sell new cars that are petroleum powered. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, as that happens, yes, it will take decades to like shake all of that out. But if new cars aren't hitting the road, uh, that also means that gas stations are going to receive less traffic. And if gas stations receive less traffic, then there's fewer gas stations. Um, and I am building things that, like I have my Jeep that I, I put a lot of work into. I have no plans of getting rid of that anytime soon. Um, but the reason that I love it is not, uh, its ability to get poor gas mileage. Uh, the reason that I love it is everything else. And what we're starting to see is the same car culture that you have, that we've seen for, for decades out of, out of gearheads, um, translate into newer electric car technology. So there are already YouTube channels dedicated to taking the parts and pieces of dead electric cars and making new things out of them. The technology is still heinously expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the The most cost-effective way to do it now is to find a total vehicle and build something cool with it. Uh, but the power plant for an electric car is incredibly simple, and the electronics that drive that power plant are also incredibly simple. The most complex part is usually the safety mechanisms. And what started to happen this year is major manufacturers, as they start putting out their full line of electric cars, they're also putting out um, things that would allow you to take parts and pieces that they make and put them into a car that you have. So uh, if you work in cars, you understand the concept of a crate motor, which is to say a motor that comes in a crate. Um, It's usually something you do if you just want a different power plant. Um, You want something that has more torque or more horsepower. It's more suited for racing or climbing or whatever it is you're going to do. And just this year, actually a couple months ago, I think, Chevy announced their first electric crate motor. Um, It's going to cost $30,000. So it's not not quite something I'm looking to pick up soon. But, you know, that's the first. and it is technology that is uh, tried and tested um, through the development of all of these cars. They're just taking a component that is usually on the assembly line and making it available to the consumer um, and providing all of the accessories to say, well, I've got, you know, I have a 1997 Jeep Cherokee. I would like to make it electric. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Take the old engine out, put the new engine in, buy a couple adapters, and now you have an electric car. Convert that old yeah. Corvette and convert that old Mustang, right? Exactly, because yeah. the I mean, there's no reason to get rid of all the old, old style and all the old other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people are into it for that, um, and I feel like we're gonna see we're gonna start to see that kind of like snowball effect of mm-hmm. more people get interested. It becomes more popular. It gets to be cheaper and more supported. Um, just I, I just did a quick search while you were talking about this, and and uh, I found an article on TreeHugger.com uh, that okay. says uh, thirteen uh, elect- electric vehicle electric vehicle conversion companies um and this is this is from november 10th of this year actually so it's relatively recent so um and it, it labels porsche um it, it, uh, evporsche.com and everything else looks like it's pretty you know, like you know, a lot of other companies i've never heard of um but you know that's cool now yeah i didn't even think about like what that conversion would look like right so you know, it, it's just creeping in. We're getting our, our Tesla chargers in our in our local sheets in the area at, 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 in Pittsburgh, right? And of course, the obligatory ones at, in the uh, 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 in the in the parking garage where Google is. Of course, they're going to have them. Uh, yeah. So you know, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see that how that converts over the next several years. So awesome. 
Um, I haven't thought of a better one. I'm I'm still going with streaming video games. We already really kind of talked about the streaming video games are going to go mainstream. I think some people between frustrations over the oh, I remember when I couldn't get a PlayStation Five in the in the fall. Why don't I just go disc and go Stadia? And and I think this cyberpunk thing is going to be a big oh, it plays fine over here, and you're getting your refunds on uh, Xbox and PlayStation for your version. Then it's like, oh, I can play the new shiny over here for, you know, anywhere at this point. So I, I that, that I'm, I'm I'm settling on that that prediction for sure. Katie, we're we're ending with you. You got a big announcement at the <laughs> beginning at the beginning of this one. I see. <laughs> I'm becoming an accountant. <laughs> now do the things accountants do. Um, I think for next year, um, this is something we. We typically see working in marketing in is a crop of new social media platforms. It's not, you know, some will come and, you know, you'll hear about them and, and they'll go away quickly. But I think because of the success of TikTok and places like Parler, we're going to see a lot more specialized social media platforms coming up and marketers are going to have are going to be struggling to keep up um, mm-hmm. creating new accounts on every single one of these new platforms, because I think a lot of folks didn't bet on TikTok and it took off. So now they're feeling that, Oh my gosh, no matter what social media platform comes out, I got to, my company has to be on it. Or if you're, you know, you're an influencer, you got to be on it. Um, But I think we'll see a lot more. um, I don't want to say more serious. I don't know how to say that better, but like, like I said, with the success of like TikTok and parlor and a few other ones, I think we're gonna see a lot more specialized social media platforms next year that target of specific audiences or a content type. We haven't seen this uh, flux of 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 um, important new social media platforms in several years, and because it, it seems like Twitter and Facebook just seemed ingrained at this point, right? Um, yeah. And your Snapchats, you know, while growing, still felt fringe, but now, you know, kind of attributing to all that security we were talking about, right? Um, or you don't know like what's happening. You want to go to a different uh, uh, a different uh, echo chamber than Facebook's doing uh, because they don't like what you're, you have to say. Like you know, like that's you're going to see that splintering happening, right? Like people are going to mm-hmm. find those and they're going to explode, and then you have to be. I don't know. Is there a lot of marketing happening on on Parler? <laughs> I don't know. I guess somebody has to be, right? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, like that's that's that's, that's that's somebody's audience. So yeah, mm-hmm. you go where your audience is, no matter where they go. Yeah, as, in, as you're as you're finding on TikTok, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So I mean that that's going to be the flux. I think in that anti Facebook sentiment, I think is going to be a big. That's going to be that's the new big driver, probably. Mm-hmm. The the challenge of of the I mean, you can be against Facebook, but um, as you know, if you've got a client who's trying to target a particular audience, um, their targeting tools are awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, their ways of of doing that are great. So to to Katie's point there. Um, if you can feel like a certain social network is doing that targeting and you don't need the algorithm to do it, you know, people are self-selecting into the different things. And mm-hmm. the challenge is actually going to be like figuring out how to spread your budget and, and you know, how to move it as time goes on and how, how are you going to measure all these results and compare each of the different, you know, the return on the investment in each of the different channels that you do. So it's going to be more work for me. So Katie, <laughs> I love your, I love your idea. Let's let that happen. <laughs> it's the nice kind of mission creep right uh, <laughs> well, uh billable mission creep is that the right term it's highly billable highly, highly billable, billable mission creep yes yes exactly 
Exactly. Um, I think I got everybody. I think that's everybody, right? Chilla, I believe, is already he's out. He's at Chilla on Twitter. We'll give him a shout out there. Thank you for joining us there. Uh, Rob, I, I put up your Instagram momentarily, and we were checking out some some cool cars and uh, 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 bikes on there while you're talking about the EV stuff. Um, but if people do want to check out the awesome stuff you're doing online or anything else or what you do, uh, where can they go do that? Uh, I am on ROBJDLC uh, uh, on all the things. Uh, don't tweet me. I will not reply. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my company is Ion Tank. I-O-N-T-A-N-K. IonTank.com. Uh, you can uh, go to our Instagram at IonTank and look at obscure photos of the things that I make. Uh, that's it. Uh, official job title, Builds Cool Shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Cynthia Klosky with uh, Shift Collaborative doing great social media things. You know, I, I love our like halfway through that that last one with with Katie. And I was like, wait, we know exactly the person to talk to about this. She's sitting right here with us on that last one. <laughs> here I am. I'm here for you. <laughs> Always here for you. Where can people see what you're working on or, or your company? The, the company stuff is at um, shiftcollaborative.com, and we are on all the socials, um, but with terrible name choices. So just go to our website and go from there. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> as far as me, I am on Twitter, so Rob and I can never speak. Never <laughs> speak. <laughs> selectively ostracized uh and katie of course is on all of her social medias uh keep it up to date on the uh things she's doing and uh you actually been doing a, a pretty cool series the last couple of uh, uh weeks i believe um it, it, if you don't mind mentioning that for a moment oh yeah um so if you go on to my instagram kate marie pgh or katie judas on facebook um i was diagnosed with cancer breast cancer a year ago on christmas eve coming up with my one year anniversary of diagnosis. And I've kind of been walking people through, I have not talked about this particular part of my journey, but what led up to the visits and the doctor's appointments that led up to my diagnosis in the immediate, like after um, how many doctor's appointments and, and just kind of shining a light on it's not in all size fits all, you know, you're diagnosed and this is what you do. There's a lot more that goes into it and kind of, behind the scenes look at it and what you have to deal with excellent kate marie pgh on the t- instagram so that's a, that's a good that's a good place for that and great stories let me know about all the cool things that people are doing around pittsburgh as well to help others out so uh that's everybody's chill already left uh coach i'm, I'm circus everywhere um and including your tiktoks which apparently apparently if you talk about the idea that the insane clown posse and Gar- guy ferrari are the same person it gets it gets a lot of attention over there, um, but uh, a lot of fun stuff going on again next week. Not a live show. We'll have a pre-recorded show. Big social media dip di- deep dip dive dip dive deep dive uh, that Katie and I did. Um, so check that out. Same uh, awesome time. Same awesome channel. I'll be on all the platforms there afterwards as usual. Probably a little earlier actually since it's already in the can. Um, so thank you everybody. It's been um, um, th- despite everything going on, it has been an awesome year here. Um, a lot of great conversations that we've had, and uh, thank you everybody for uh, being with us and uh, checking the show out over the last ten years. We'll see you in twenty twenty one, the first Tuesday of the new year with a new episode. Uh, thank you. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome new year. 
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.